This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Friday afternoon, the first noon business hour of December. It's December 1st. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Rob Hart. The show, The The Golden Bachelor, has been a major success. We'll delve into the reasons in our next segment. But first, coming up with the perfect holiday gift can be very challenging, but AI can help. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Paul Hockman president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Paul, thank you for joining us today. And uh, like every other AI uh, generative large language model question, you have to ask it the right way, especially when it comes to trying to find a present for somebody who may be rather uh, difficult to shop for. I think that's a really good way to put it. I think it's a lot like dating, you know? In other words, start, you're going to have to, the prompts are very important. If you're going to ask in the right way, you'll get what you need. And if you don't, you won't. And that's, I mean, in all seriousness, um, prompts, which is obviously a, a term that a lot more people are getting familiar with with AI, are basically the inputs you give AI to get the answers you seek. And and, and who you ask and how you ask, though, really does matter. So um, most people who are shopping for gifts uh, are used to browsing at this point, where they put in a prompt, say, on Google or Bing, which is Microsoft's version, uh, and they say, look, I'm looking for this kind of gift. But what will come up is lots and lots of links, as opposed to suggestions, which is what AI, at least theoretically, is really good at. And so that is the big, huge difference between uh, AI search and browsing search. Now, are there uh, uh, user experiences that suggest that uh, one uh, generative AI model may be better than the other when it comes to uh, helping you find the perfect gift? Yep, and the word the word is out for sure. And this is initial because, and I should you know the broad sort of caveat and all this is things start changing so fast with AI that this may or may not be good advice in two months or three months. But right now, here's the case: if you're browsing on Google's version. <clears throat> Pardon me. If you're browsing on Google's version and using AI, you have to go to Search Labs. Look for Search Labs on the Google app or the homepage on Google or Chrome desktop. Search Labs is their AI version of, of their search generative experience, if you will, and that will generate answers to your questions like, I, I know my uh, spouse loves red sweaters that are made of merino wool. Okay, help me out. And you can do it with this particular with Search Labs. But what is often folks are finding is you're getting a bunch more links and some help, but not a lot. Um, cutting to the chase, you can't do it on ChatGPT in the current free version, which is obviously a different kind of AI. Uh, but the reason, be, the reason being, it doesn't give you links. However, good news, since uh, Microsoft has, in fact, invested in, um, in ChatGPT, uh, GPT-4, which is for pay, you can't get access to if you go through GPT. However, that's open AI. 
But if you go to Microsoft, you can get GPT-4, which will give you more than links. So in a nutshell, you put in prompts about that red sweater made of merino wool um, through Microsoft Bing instead of ChatGPT, you'll get that benefit. So you'll get great suggestions after you give a good prompt. And your practice in writing prompts for AI could end up being the gift you give yourself because according to the Wall Street (laughs) Journal this week, uh, an AI prompt expert, uh, that could be a quarter million dollar a year career. Let me tell you something. It's not, and they're, they're, they're sort of semi-joking, but it's true. The fact of the matter is that prompts are so important. You have to learn how to, in fact, you know, how to give good prompts uh, to, to generate all kinds of good responses for your purposes, uh, whether it's stylistic search or a subject search or whatever. But you're 100% correct. Folks, totally parallel problem. So folks who are looking for a job on LinkedIn find that if they put in their skills, but they don't put in the right way, the uh, algorithm that's searching for good employees won't find you, even if you're going to be a fantastic employee and it all comes down to the wrong, uh, uh, the, the wrong benefits that you, you place in front of that search engine. And the same holds true for, for ChatGPT. If you're good at prompts, um, you're going to get answers and great answers, and that may be worth hiring somebody to help you, even with Christmas shopping. Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media, former tech editor for the Today Show, based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, examining the surprisingly wide appeal of the hit show, The Golden Bachelor. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The Golden Bachelor TV show generated a ton of interest from a variety of demographics, including young women. It also reinvigorated what's seen as a somewhat tired television franchise. Joining us to discuss the phenomenon is Tom Lason, media analyst and Seattle, Washington. Find him on X, the former Twitter, at Tom Lason. Tom, thank you for joining us today. And and before we continue with this conversation, if you are watching The Golden Bachelor, but you're not fully caught up, and I'm in that boat too, uh, this is going to be a completely spoiler-free discussion. But uh, Tom, we've been talking all year long about the travails of traditional broadcast linear television, and then along comes a show that kind of turns all those trends around. Yeah, it does. You know, they really found a recipe here with this one. Golden Bachelor has been in the works for years. It was delayed by COVID. And when it finally rolled out, it really did look like, um, really does look like there was an audience waiting for something a little different, a little more inclusive, maybe a little less um, survivor meets mean girls with an older generation talking about real life experiences, the death of spouses and a lot of loss and those kinds of things. So maybe the country and this younger demographic, 18 to 49, that's pulling a two share, which is good these days in the world of 900 channels, um, I think maybe they hit the mark. Now, at the same time, I mean, you, you talk about a two share, and this refers uh, to the people who are watching The Golden Bachelor on ABC, much in the way our ancestors did <laughs> on television at the time. It was it, it's it's appointed time in TV Guide, but uh, I know my wife and I are are watching The Golden Bachelor. We're doing it on Hulu, and I guess at the end of the day, all the money goes into Bob Iger's pocket. But uh, as, as a streaming and broadcast phenomenon, what what does this mean about the future of traditional network television? Well, I think they—I think it means this to me is an example of of a symbiotic relationship that can exist. Um, that you build an audience, you build some momentum, you build some hype with with appointment viewing because you got to be there to see it. But then if you missed it, then you can pick up the people who weren't able there to be see it. There's a nice cross-platform relationship going across here. You know, they nailed something like 14 million viewers. 
um, combined both linear and streaming at the end of the day on the on the debut, and the numbers have been hanging in there five or six million on uh, subsequent episodes. So I don't see it as really. Um, this might be a little bit of a counterfactual example of a symbiotic relationship that can exist between linear and streaming. I guess the difference, though, between the phenomenon of the Golden Bachelor versus, let's say, Home Improvement on ABC 30 years ago is that uh, ABC is now in the same boat as every other service that offers programming. It has a hit. You watch the hit. As opposed to 30 years ago when Home Improvement was on, you would then stick around for Grace Under Fire or whatever show was on around it because that was the only thing available to you. Yeah, you know, lead-in always mattered, and that was true with a lot of the big syndicated programs from The Wheel and Fortune. You know, a lot of the TV schedules be built around trying to take people from day part to day part and, and build momentum going into prime time and a lot of those things. But I would also say, too, when it comes to the hits and identifying them, no matter, you know, you've talked about our ancestors – some things just never change, Rob. People love love. They love story. They love characters. They love high drama and intrigue. They love heartbreak and redemption. They love escapism. Um, I don't think those things will ever change. And if you find the recipe, if you can, if you can score something, you know something. Yeah, a 23-year-old young woman will watch a 70-year-old man try to find love um, because it has those elements. And on top of that, I mean, the the one thing that uh, that, that makes it appealing, uh, at least uh, for for me watching, is that. Um, as the way all of the contestants are presented, I think they were all trying to find love after experiencing uh, loss in their life. There was a lot of widows uh, with the widower on this show. They were all trying to pick themselves up after experiencing the death of a spouse or a loved one, which was an interesting spin on the Bachelor concept. It also seemed more inclusive to me because in previous iterations of The Bachelor, everybody is, for lack of a better word, intimidatingly beautiful. And you, you might feel a little, you might look at, at various aspects of yourself and go, well, I don't measure up compared to them. That's always been one of the critiques of the show is the exploitive nature of it, the the relatively narrow demographic that are contestants on the show. So I think this idea of being a little more inclusive um, is is a fine idea. And I also think, too, that what you pick up on that show is that it's a little less um, focused on the contestants trying to become the next generation of social media influencers. They've got that part of their lives done. They're not looking to build careers or build fame or anything. They really are looking for love, um, according to the people who write about this in Bachelor, Bachelor Nation. So I, did th I do think it added a little bit more of a mature spin. Um, it can't be a bad thing for people to watch this. Um, maybe a little emotional maturity displayed um, due to life experience. And I definitely think that um, that makes this one stand out. It'll be interesting to see if it can stick as a spinoff. Tom Layson, media analyst based in Seattle, Washington. Thanks for joining us today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink think what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. 
LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. It's an economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The Chicago Scots, the first and longest running nonprofit organization in Illinois, is set to celebrate tradition and philanthropy at its 178th annual St. Andrew Day Gala. We welcome in Gus Noble, president and CEO of the Chicago Scots. Gus, thank you for joining us today. And normally when we have these conversations, it's the summer and we're talking about the Highland Games, but uh, this is a little more upscale gathering tomorrow night. It is, Rob. How are you? It's great to see you. Uh, be with you again. It is an upscale gathering. We'll, we'll dust off our finest uh, poshest kilts and tartans. We'll gather and eat the best haggis you can find. We'll drink the best whiskey and we'll enjoy some incredible music, bagpiping, dancing. And we have a fiddler coming all the way from Scotland via California to play Scottish fiddle. And he will invite Rachel Barton Pine, Chicago's own Rachel Barton Pine, onto the dance floor and and they will perform together. Now, just talk about the Scottish community in Chicago, because we do have the Highland Games over the summer, and uh, this is a, 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 a gathering tomorrow that uh, will benefit charity. Uh, just tell us a little bit about you know the Scots community in the city. That's right. We, we are the oldest 501c3 in Illinois. We were started in 1845 to celebrate St. Andrew's Day, and St. Andrew is the patron of Scotland, the patron saint, and he's symbolic of charity and kindness and care. So we all came together in 1845, a bunch of Scots who lived here. And Chicago's population was only 12,000 people at this point. And they said, let's do something to bring something of Scotland, of home to Chicago. But while we're at it, let's do something to serve the greater good, to serve the community of which we're part. And so they they, uh, created a purpose that would put food on tables and shoes on feet and roofs above heads. And we've been doing that in celebration of St. Andrew and kindness and care for 178 years since. We've never missed a single St. Andrew's Day, uh, despite the Civil War, two world wars, two pandemics, the Great Chicago Fire, all of these challenges. We never kept the Scots from partying. And the uh, proceeds from uh, tomorrow night's gala will go to the Caledonia Senior Living and Memory Care in North Riverside. And it sounds like uh, if you want to go, you can still go and purchase tickets. Indeed, yeah, we're we're going to gather and uh, hoist these glasses of something very good and golden into the air and, and celebrate what it means to be Scottish. It's in support of this wonderful uh, little uh, senior care community where we take care of seniors with a lot of love and um, everyone's welcome whether you're Scottish by birth by heritage or simply by inclination we will be at the Wintrust Grand Banking Hall 
and there is space for for uh, anybody who has an interest in coming along and and joining us. It's great fun. Gus Noble, president and CEO of the Chicago Scots, the St. Andrew's Day Gala, the 178th St. Andrew's Day Gala, is uh, tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, at the, uh, at, at the Wintrust uh, building, and you can uh, purchase tickets online at chicagoscots.org. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. A groundbreaking Supreme Court justice has died. The start of Chicago's winter parking ban means some drivers are making a trip to the impound lot today. It's Entrepreneur Friday. We meet the owner of a Southside candle business who looks to help people through the healing process. And it's the time of year for the company office party, which can be dangerous to a career. WBBM business. The markets are higher. The Dow is up 240 points. The Nasdaq is up 47. The S&P 500 is up 20. We have 44 degrees right now in Chicago with light rain at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, Sandra Day O'Connor, the first woman on the United States Supreme Court, has died at the age of 93. CBS News correspondent Jim Crisula looks at her legacy. President Ronald Reagan was full of praise as he nominated Sandra Day O'Connor for the Supreme Court in 1981. She is truly a person for all seasons, possessing those unique qualities of temperament, fairness, intellectual capacity, and devotion to the public good. She also came to the bench with a reputation as a Ronald Reagan conservative, someone who strictly interpreted the Constitution. But over two decades, she'd show an independent streak that sometimes saw her siding with liberals on controversial issues, well to the left of Mr. Reagan which is why CBS News asked O'Connor in 2004. Do you think you became the justice that he wanted you to be? I don't know. I hope so. Jim Crisula, CBS News. Chicago's winter overnight parking ban went into effect overnight. This driver was among those who had their car towed. I, I, I have seen that sign before. I just The date that today was December 1st didn't click in my head, you know. Um and I, I had just moved into that building like a few weeks ago, so I saw the sign, but I'm not familiar. You know, previous blocks I've lived on didn't have that specific sign, so it's not something I'm used to seeing. Violators face a minimum $150 towing fee, a $60 ticket, plus a storage fee of $25 a day. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Stocks are trading higher. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Tim Grisky, Senior Portfolio Strategist with Ingalls & Snyder in New York. Tim, thank you for joining us today. And this uh, exuberance by the markets is uh, kind of keying off some remarks from Federal Reserve Chair Jay Powell, who said, don't be exuberant about the possibility of future interest rate cuts. Rob, uh, you're right. Uh, Chairman Powell uh, is very measured in all of his comments. Uh, And as the Fed has been very clear, he is data dependent. Uh, He wants inflation down further. Uh, It is headed in that direction, which is great. Uh, and he is in no hurry, we don't think, to lower interest rates, and he made that point as well. Uh, You know, at some point, rates probably will be moderated a bit, uh, but for now, uh, I think Powell is comfortable where things are. 
It seems like when it comes to telegraphing your next move, uh, they don't want to have the mission accomplished moment. They don't want to say, we're done, we have conquered inflation, and uh, we're going to cut rates in the future because uh, that their credibility is on the line. They don't want another uh, transitory situation uh, that we saw two years ago before inflation took off. Yeah, we're back uh, with uh, Chairman Burns uh, decades ago, uh, where he uh, lowered rates and then raised them and then had to lower them again. So, uh, you know, Powell wants a steady uh, policy, Fed policy. Uh, at some point, uh, you know, we will probably see some rate cuts, but we don't at right now. The market futures are suggesting that next spring. We think that's going to be premature. We think it's going to be longer. And he still has more work to do to get inflation down to his uh, target, which is even lower than today. Now, depending on who you talk to, uh, some economists say that uh, the soft landing has been achieved. They're going to get 2% inflation without knocking the economy into recession. Other economists say there are some underlying reports, for example, the ISM manufacturing survey that came out today, that suggests that there could be some uh, uh, rocky skies on the horizon. Yeah, the ISM manufacturing index showed a contraction, so less economic activity on the manufacturing side. Uh, You know, this economy uh, is not going to be smooth sailing here. Uh, We have seen some pockets of economic weakness. We might see more. And the Fed is unlikely to lower rates uh, unless that gets really bad. Uh, Having said that, you know, the economy is chugging along. Overall, uh, the consumer side is strong, and that has really uh, helped keep us out of any economic difficulties and has made the Fed's job a lot easier. How are we going to interpret holiday sales? Because some of the big box stores already uh, revised their guidance down. However, uh, uh, Cyber Monday appeared to be a success. Uh, so when, when, when we finally add everything up, uh, looking back on the holiday season in January, uh, what type of uh, picture will it paint about the economy? Well, uh, you know, uh, the holiday season is really all about the consumer. Uh, The consumer has been pretty strong here. They're the ones helping this economy along. So we think we're going to see a good holiday season, Uh, you know, perhaps not as strong as, say, a year ago or two years ago, uh, but still, I think, you know, reasonable. Uh, And uh, I think that's going to be good for uh, the economy and good for uh, the Fed going forward. Tim Grisky, Senior Portfolio Strategist with Ingalls & Snyder in New York. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Entrepreneur Friday, a business built on candle power. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Today is Entrepreneur Friday, and this afternoon we're putting the spotlight on a far south side business that uses scents to promote well-being. We welcome in Pauline Sylvian Lewis, owner of the Max Candle Company, which you can find in the far south side. CDC Marketplace, the small business incubator at 115th at Halstead in Chicago. Find her online at maxcandleco.com. Pauline, thank you for joining us today. And this business, Max Candle Company, was born out of your need to process your grief. Yes, yes. Thank you, Ron, for having us today. And you're absolutely right. Um, The vision of Max Candles came just really seven years after just um, heavy grief over my brother, Max, who unexpectedly passed away. 
and him being the person he was, the kind-hearted, a person who empowered people to just see beyond what they saw the day of, um, really, really was a heart mess. Um, we missed him dearly. And so um, just finding a way to deal with that, and I fell in love with candles and oils and just really research more about how to heal through that product. And um, my son gave me some inspiration. And now together, um, we have a mother and son business that has been in operation since 2017. Now, were you always interested in candles and candle making before your brother's passing? Or was this something uh, that that you started doing uh, after he passed away? This was something I started after he, seven years after he passed away. I was always into candles, you know, scented candles. Really didn't care, like, the type of candle I bought. Whatever it was, cheaper it was, I would get it. And um, really just reading about just, like, trying to get healthy, trying to find ways to get more energy through my grief um, and figuring out things that are not bad for you in the air. I stumbled across an article that talked about the benefits of soy candles um, really started researching and some of the things that it can do when you process healing and, you know, the art of making candle, how therapeutic it that was. And so I went to Michael's and bought a few products and was testing some stuff out and really was in a different space. I really, my mind got clearer and not that the grieving process stopped. It really allowed me to do more of the positive things through grieving, just the memories and the accolades and ways that he used to connect with me. And so it, that's what it did for me. So um, by all means, the grieving never stops. Um, but I just found another mechanism to turn that grief into something positive. We're talking to Pauline Sylvain Lewis, owner of Max Candle Company on the south side of Chicago. At what point, though, did you go from this is something that's helping me to this is something that can be the basis of a business? Um, so my 29 year old now, um, he graduated from Iowa State University, um, and 20, like maybe 2013, 2014, um, with a finance and business background. And so just in conversation, um, cause I was spending a lot, like I was spending a lot of money just trying to figure out the right way to do things that I used to give to people. I actually had like a a um, open house with my family where I just gift them candles, like wasn't trying to make a profit out of it at all. And so the, just the, from that experience and from his background, we just had a conversation and we created a website and we just started selling in small little pop-up events. And this was like right before COVID and then COVID hit in 2020 and we were no longer able to do pop-ups. And so we really had to spark up our online sales and really use that opportunity to help people heal as they were going through a lot during COVID. And so we did a lot of candle making in the communities when times were where we could to kind of bring healing to the community. And with that, that's what kind of sparked on our online process, our social media. And then we've had opportunities to partner with organizations in the community. And so when this opportunity came up with the Far South CDC, it was just perfect timing because we've always been in conversation about space. How do we find space on the far south to really be able to take this um, business outside of the house and really grow it and offer people an opportunity to come and experience what we were able to experience? And so this opportunity with Far South CDC Marketplace really just allowed us that. It allowed us to learn about retail. Like I've 
I would call myself a serial entrepreneur. I've had businesses before, but there was never retail and retail is hard. Um, it's not easy. You have to always stay connected to the market and research what the market has available. And so by having a place to showcase candles where people can walk in, smell and experience what you experience, um, it's really been a great, great opportunity for our business. So we just are so grateful for um, we just celebrated a year at the CDC um, on this past Sunday, November 26th, which is actually the day Max passed. So it's just it's just all connecting for us. Pauline Sylvain Lewis, owner of the Max Candle Company, located in the far south CDC marketplace at 115th and Halstead. Find her online, maxcandlecompany.com. A deposit for your future. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The next few weeks could include a workplace holiday party as more companies return to the annual tradition. Let's get some help in making sure that's a positive experience from Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm Two Discern, based in Chicago. Rick, uh, thank you for joining joining us today. And of course, the uh, biggest pitfall that uh, any employee can experience at a workplace holiday party is when they have team any martinis and then embarrass themselves. So uh, what are some uh, uh, some tips and suggestions uh, how how you can make sure that the other guy is that guy and not you? Sure. Well, you know, there's a, it's an interesting time, too, because there are a lot of people who have not been in the office on a regular basis over the last few years. So they could be socially rusty. Uh, there are going to be people that show up at a holiday party that no one's met before because they work primarily remotely. The real issue for people, though, is to the, I think the best way we can learn our lesson is to think about all of these social media driven faux pas that have happened over the last five, six years. I think when you go to a holiday party, you have to be conscious that everyone has a smartphone and behave as if what you're saying and doing at that party might be recorded by somebody, and they may not be a friend. And then uh, above and so that's just basically, uh, you know, two drinks and that's it, if, if you drink at all. Sure, yeah. and yeah, then, exactly. And then uh, it's also a good time uh, just to, to, to talk to your coworkers about things other than work. You know, everyone's relaxed. Everyone's in a good, in a, in a good mood. Uh, don't talk shop. Talk about something else. Yeah. I avoid gossip. That's always deadly. Um, and I think the other thing you have to think about, often these parties may have someone else's partner that is not part of the company, but is is going to be at this event. And so, you know, casual comments about how you dislike the food or the drink choices or all of those things that you might just say to your friend. When you're saying in a group where you don't know everybody, you might actually be speaking to the person whose husband or wife planned the party and uh, you're going to do damage to yourself unintentionally. And on top of that, uh, I think basic uh, hosting guest etiquette rules apply. Uh, Regardless of your feelings toward company management, they did throw this party for you. Uh, You you know, bring bring the bottle of wine, bring some sort of of hosting gift uh, as if uh, you were going to a friend's house. Absolutely. And this is a great time to to ingratiate yourself with the management and the leaders of the organization, not disingenuous, but in in a legitimate way. And people tend to forget about thanking people for the party until they're leaving. And just, I think it's a good idea to get that out of the way. Make a point early on when you, when you show up of going to the people who've, who've thrown the party or sponsoring the party and thank them. One, you've got it out of the way. You don't have to think about it. And two, it also gives you the ability to leave earlier. 
<laughs> Always good. Always good to kind of, you know, you know plot a, uh, a very tasteful exit. Rick Cobb, founder of the workplace consulting firm To Discern, based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. If you missed any part of today's show, just go to our stream and skip back to the time you want. There's a pause and rewind function that works both online and with the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.